can feel it down in my plums. When I hear a sound, I rap at the door, my young son Gabriel walks in. My wife says, no, Gabriel, leave. I said, no, let the boy watch. Let the boy watch. He needs to learn the way I learned from my father. The way he learned from his father. <laughs> Let the boy watch. The way he learned from Welcome his back to Let the Boys father. Watch, an entertainment podcast brought to you by Going Great Productions. And today we'll be talking about the 1998 comedy, The Big Lebowski, written and directed by the Coen brothers. Starring Jeff Bridges, John Goodman, Julianne Moore, Steve Buscemi, David Huddleston, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Tara Reid, and John Totoro. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name is Robbie, and alongside me is the cuz. Cousin Benny, how you doing? Doing good. Just got the piss out of my rug, so feeling good today. <laughs> nice. <laughs> does, that room tie the, does that rug tie the room together? Oh, uh, like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> it's a beautiful rug. <laughs> And alongside the cousin myself is another one of our co-hosts, our good friend Ryan. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Robbie? Doing good. Hopefully I'm not getting sick, but I'm doing good. Oh, shit. Me too. Um, well, yeah, like Robbie said, hope A, hopefully he's not getting sick because that would have upset me. But B, this is Let the Boys Watch, where we pick a couple movies, let the viewers vote on it. Uh, if you're not doing that please do so follow us on instagram let the boys watch pod um we pick a couple movies let you guys vote and then we watch it and typically there are movies that one or maybe all three of us haven't seen before um this week like robbie said it's the big lebowski one of my favorite movies um and i think both of you haven't seen it is that correct that is correct nice um, before we get to that, uh, I mentioned the Instagram handle already, but please follow us there. Send us an email. Let us know what we missed, what we, I don't know, hit on or anything else you want to share about the movie we just talked about. Any of the movies we've watched. If you want to check those out, it's all in the podcast list. Uh, it's on YouTube and you can find all those things on Instagram as well. But send us an email ltbwpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I guess let's just get into it. Uh, quick congratulations again to our September sweeps winner. Uh, what was her name again? Meow Kitty Purr on Instagram. There you go. Uh, so congratulations to her. Look out for, I don't know, maybe something else in the future. Um, but I want to get your guys like initial, not reactions, but like, what'd you think going into this movie? It's definitely a cult classic and i feel like i've heard a lot of people that watch it for the first time are like i don't get it what is why do people like this but then on subsequent viewings they kind of get it they realize the you know uh detective-esque noir-esque comedy whatever but i'm very curious what you guys thought like going into this robbie you want to start sure uh i don't really know uh what the movie was about going into it i know you know, not seeing it at first, I, you know, saw a few Coen Brothers films and I did like them. Obviously, No Country for Old Men. I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, I haven't seen that in a bit either, but going to this, I really didn't know what to expect. I didn't know anything, you know, the background of it didn't, you know, spoil. Like I love to spoil everything. So 
I, it, you know, I just want to went into it with an open mind, even though my disdain for Jeff Bridges, I don't want to <laughs> had to play a factor, but yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really know anything about it. So I'm happy about that. I like going into movies when I'm not, you know, either spoiled by myself or I don't really know the genre or maybe the theme of the actual movie. So yeah, I was excited about watching it. Especially a movie like this, probably like no having no idea walking into it, it's probably such a not a mind fuck, but you're just like, what the fuck is going <laughs> on here? But like you're intrigued, at least I hope you were. Well, For me, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> For me, um, this is a movie I tried to watch maybe five years ago. Um and I definitely wasn't paying attention and I turned it off. I don't know how long into it, but watching it again, I realized like not only did I not know what was going on from the beginning, like I don't remember anything about it. Maybe the opening monologue from him when he's telling like that he calls himself the dude and all that kind of stuff. So to me, it still felt like a fresh watch. Um, I don't have too many people in my life that like swear by this movie. Definitely people that have watched it and enjoyed it. But, you know, definitely knowing all of the the clout it has in pop culture and, and you know, like you said, Ryan's a lot of people's favorite films, cult classic. Um, but outside of that, you know, there was a couple quotes that I knew from it. Uh, so, again, cool to get the context on some of those things. But, yeah, just went in blind and, uh, you know, I'll save my review for later on. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's Yeah. I'm very, very, very curious what you guys thought because I'm I'm I was watching it last night and I'm just like, man, like you know, I've seen it I don't know how many times. I feel like watching it for the first time, it's I don't know. I don't know if you guys liked it. I'm very curious. So <laughs> speaking of that, uh overall impressions. Do either one of you want to go first or would you like me to go first? Why don't you go first? Um, all right. So like I said, I think on first watch, it's definitely like, what the fuck is this? Like, w- why is this a cult classic? And on subsequent watches, you realize how many things are, uh, how do I want to phrase this, are connected to each other. And that's not really how I want to say it, but like stuff that gets said in the beginning or shown in the beginning gets shown again or is mentioned again or one of the characters says it again or it's in a dream sequence or something and i feel like once you kind of realize that and don't focus so much on like the plot because the plot is fucking stupid like yeah i mean it's good but like it's stupid it's a detective story with a bunch of absolute buffoons on all (laughs) sides everyone is stupid and nobody knows what's going on but you know the dude just like probably everything else in his life he just kind of sort of fumbles through it and sort of succeeds i guess i mean yes or not i mean we could get into that later um and as you kind of notice these things and also like i guess remember the characters from previous feelings i think things are so much funnier um whereas maybe on first viewing you're kind of like all right like yeah that part was like kind of funny um but whatever um i don't know i i think it's one of the most like 
tightly written movies um and and i don't mean the story because the story is all over the place but like as far as dialogue is concerned i think it's like every almost every line is something is a possible joke is a possible foreshadowing is a possible callback is is something and i read something quick and then i'll let you guys go is um you know, I guess Jeff Bridges and John Goodman were talking about, you know, reshoots and like improvising and, you know, things basically going off script. And John Goodman, who's worked with the Coen brothers previously, um, was kind of just like, oh, man. And like and I read <laughs> that like the script was all, like everything shown on film almost verbatim was in the script. So like there was very little improvisation except for how things were said and like the inflections and and yeah. like the little ums and uhs and things of that nature but like all the mans all the dudes all the you know stuff that was said was actually in the script so um i don't know I, i'm sure i have plenty of other thoughts but i'll let you guys go so i don't monopolize whoever wants to go first rob you want to go last sure so for me i thought like I said, I went in with super low expectations. I was actually kind of bummed that this movie won. Um, and again, I think part of that is just trying to be counter to what everybody loves. Like, I don't see from the outside what could be so great about this movie. Um, but the first hour of it, like, I was enthralled. Like, it was just so funny. Obviously, John Goodman is a fucking stud. Uh, he's just so good. Uh, I thought Jeff Bridges was awesome. The little character that um, Steve Buscemi plays, the, just the three of them as a unit is so good. And the way they play off each other is so good. I can definitely see why it's so famous from like Jeff Bridges being a, a cult of personality in this movie, like just being somebody that's lovable and goofy. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed that. Like you said, yeah, I understand what you're saying about the dialogue all the banter was so good in this movie. Uh, Julianne Moore, like I, I know I saw her name, but it didn't register until she came on screen and just seeing all the people that were involved in this movie. It was just great for me. I felt like the second half of the movie dragged a little bit. I don't know if I was tired, but I didn't enjoy the second half as much as I did the first half. Um, but I did like, Again, like we talked about last week, you know, the, putting the bow on everything and how everything lines up at the end. And like you said, Ryan, all those things that were mentioned in the first half of the film became relevant in the second half. I just for me, I don't know why, but the ending or second half just didn't hit as hard as the first. But I definitely enjoyed it way more than I was expecting it to. Don't necessarily see why it's such a cult classic. But again, I just thought I thought it was a very good movie. Robin? Yeah, like you, Benny, I was devastated that this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my love for Baby Driver is, uh, you know, I think people know that. And my love for Dazed and Confused as well. Um, but again, um, I know I said my hatred for Jeff Bridges, but I thought Jeff Bridges was awesome in this movie. Uh, like, you, like, I can't say enough about John Goodman, how great he was. I could have did. I could have used... More John Totoro. I thought his character was fucking awesome, even though he was in it for like maybe eight to nine seconds. <laughs> and then Phil, I mean, 
like I said, we talked about this previously, but it's it's so sad that Philip Seymour Hoffman's not here anymore because he's just he's just amazing. He's just really amazing in everything. He's I loved him in this movie. Um, Julianne Moore, I think, is a great action. I loved her. Um, loved the way it was shot. Soundtrack, awesome. Bob Dylan, uh, CCR. I mean, say less with them. Uh, but I don't know, man. I, it just it just wasn't it for me. It, <laughs> it 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 just wasn't it just wasn't something I was into. Um, I thought it went again. Um, I'm a nobody, but I thought it was kind of slow and choppy and kind of, it just, I don't know, it, it, two hours, it, it didn't need to be two hours. It, I just felt like it was all over the place, the story. Um, there were parts where, where I did laugh and, and I did think it was funny, but uh, I don't know. I'm not the type of person that's going to go back and watch, you know, if I don't love a movie, I'm not going to watch it over and over and over again. Yeah. Just to just just to kind of pick up on things that I didn't catch the first time. I don't know. I, I, I that's not something that I, I'm I'm into or kind of enjoy. I got to watch a movie over and over again because I really love it the first time. But um, I understand what they were doing. I do I do love a nice little little crime drama and you mix in a little comedy. But as far as you know, the hype around it and the the cult classic, uh, it I don't know. It, it I was disappointed in this movie. Um. I wanted to like it. Uh, I wanted with the clear mind, clear heart. Can't lose, but it just, <laughs> it just, I don't know. It just, it just wasn't for me. And I, it was definitely didn't pass the phone check. I was checking my phone, checking the time, and I was kind of thankful when it ended. Fair, yeah. No, I, I can totally see, like I said, like why someone would not enjoy this. Um, and I agree with you, even though I said, um. And I don't mean not enjoy, but like when I said like it gets better upon subsequent viewings, I agree with you, Robbie. Like I don't, I wouldn't either. Like if I didn't like a movie on first viewing, like I'm not watching it again. I'm not wasting two hours of my day or my life to watch it because there's, you know, good things that you pick up on. I feel like this is a movie that if you didn't watch it like around when it came out and maybe you weren't kind of like a counterculture stoner type of kid or like something along those lines. Like you just, not that you don't get it, but like you don't fit into that like cult love of it. And most cult classics, quote unquote, are kind of like that. Like they're not super accessible movies typically. Um, And I think a lot of them just fit in with this niche market and people fucking love it, but like everyone on the outside is kind of just like, all right, I don't get it, but okay. Like, I'm glad you cool. have something you like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think well, to me, like the thing that stood out the most was just how progressively shittier it gets for the dude. Like, yeah. it's always something. And like, <laughs> you know, one of my favorite moments was him just getting so fed up that he, he nails the yeah. the the board to the floor so no one can open the door, and then within two seconds somebody pulls open the door. You know, so it's you know just his whole plate and like how as laid back as he is, how progressively shitty things get for him. Even though he's just trying to like, you know, like dude, this is not. I don't care, man. Like I just want to go the easy way through all of this, but no matter what, between that, you know, his day or you know week keeps getting worse and worse, and Walter's just like spiral into just like <laughs> continually pulling him down that that was like my favorite dynamic of the whole movie and i wonder too i i asked me after the movie ended like 
did it hit a little different because you're from not from, but you, you lived in LA for so long. And I think that helped me a little bit to like, kind of understand the people in LA and like seeing the Ralphs that he was in and like, you know, just that whole vibe of LA definitely was, was added to it for me. Fair. Robbie, were you going to say something before? I was, but I forgot. Uh, yeah, that's I fair. forgot I was going to say, um, yeah, the, the, the acting definitely saved this movie for me. I mean, there's great performance all around. Jeff Bridges obviously carries this movie and he was great in it. Um, one of my favorite scenes was when he was just, I don't know where he was coming from, but he took the taxi home and yeah. the guy was just playing the Eagles and he just didn't <laughs> want to, didn't want to hear the Eagles because he hates the Eagles. And I, I they just kicked him out and just added to the shit that was happening to him <laughs> in the entire movie. Yep. So I thought that was awesome. Man just wanted to relax a couple of times and just enjoy himself. And every time he tried to fucking do that, somebody was barging into his house. Yeah, he just wanted to bowl. <laughs> That's it. I feel like, like the end shows that like, He's all his bullshits behind him. I mean, one of his good friends, even though he barely speaks to him, at least on screen, Donnie dies and he's just like, doesn't give a shit. He's happy. He's <laughs> fucking bowling and like yeah. hanging out and no one's bothering him. That's <laughs> all he wants. <laughs> I think, to you, Ryan, you, you know, you guys both mentioned Philip Seymour Hoffman. Is it just me or like every movie he's in? The first like two minutes, you see whatever character he's playing in the movie. You're like, mm, I don't know about this one for him. But then like by the end, you're just like, oh, I fucking love that character. He's so good in it. I, I don't know if it's just me backlogging all of the other things he's done and how much I love them. But I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm ready for this character yet. But, but like I said, by the end, I'm like all in on the character. He's just so good. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I, the first character that popped into my head was a movie that you haven't seen. And it's just like he comes on screen. And you're like, look at this dork. And then yeah. by the end, you're like, fantastic. Bravo. And <laughs> <laughs> stars. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk more about it. But should we do some some plum ratings? Let's do some plums. All right. Uh, who wants to Robbie. go first? Robbie. All right. Um. I really want to bash this movie, trash this movie. Uh, I never want to see this movie again. Um, <laughs> I'll go to my grave not watch this movie again. And I'm not bashing it. Listen, I'm like I said, I'm not calling brothers a genius and I'm just a bozo. Um, as far as plum ratings, I'm not going to go in the sixes because this movie doesn't deserve a six. Um, it's again, I love the way it's directed, the soundtrack. And the performances in here really, like I said before, saved this movie for me. Um, I just didn't, it just didn't hit for me. It, uh, and um, it just didn't captivate me. The story, it just, it, it just wasn't, I don't know. It, it, the story wasn't a story that I like, and I didn't think it was put together properly. Um, so I'm going to go to seven and a half. Uh, yeah, I didn't, uh, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to give it in the sixes because, like I said, it doesn't deserve that. But it wasn't my favorite and uh, probably one of the least favorite movies I've, I've watched so far in this podcast. There. For me, um, this is another one that I struggled with giving a rating to. I almost feel like the story, well, obviously it's important. It It wasn't. I don't know. It was it took a backseat to everything else. The dialogue, the relationships, the characters, 
um the you know the the directing all that kind of stuff like the story was just kind of there and it is what it is it's everything else i got out from the movie so you know it almost felt like and again i mentioned this too like like a seinfeld episode where like <laughs> at the end of the day what happened nothing but nothing. like it was still like i was in, i enjoyed the ride so i'm not going sevens i'm not going nines i, I put it like 8.2 for me good and like even hearing what ryan said i liked it enough that i'm kind of interested now to watch it again to kind of maybe like read up on it and then watch again and pick up on all those things that i probably missed but you know i definitely understood some of the like you said ryan the quotes that came back in the end someone said something but somebody you know said the same thing later on in the movie so Based on what you're saying, I I definitely want to read about it and then maybe watch it again, hopefully kind of soon. So it, I don't lose that first, my first impression of it, like everything I still can kind of pick up on things. But yeah, I'll go with that for my score and say that I liked it. Nice. But let me let me ask a question. So so why? Like, what I don't get is all right, you have one shot to make a good movie. And this movie, people love this movie. They they get it. Why, why do a movie? Let's say somebody makes a movie too, where, oh, you you know, you didn't get everything the first time. You have to watch it again. So why make that kind of movie if if you only get one shot to to you know get everybody engaged in it? Why do I have to watch it again to pick up everything? So I'm not I'm not trying to be like a certain way, but like it's just a serious question. Like I want to get your guys' opinion. So like, why do you think? that is Ryan. I'll let you go second, but I'll give you my uneducated opinion on it. Maybe Ryan Please. can expound on it. Um, for me, what b- would bring me back. And again, it's what I think made this movie so strong was the characters and the interactions. And it's, and it's like the, the buddiness to the movie. That's what I liked about it. And I really honestly would go back and watch it again for honestly, like Walter, like that that character was just so good and like all the things he said were so funny i I mean i totally understand what you're saying robbie where you kind of want to be something like knives out maybe where no matter what you get out of the first viewing of it it's a story and it's complete and it's you know beginning to end and you understand what happened and not something like this where maybe there are like you said you're only going to watch it once potentially so why do that Maybe that's something that I would look for a little bit too, but for me, the performance were just, were just so strong. Like that's what would bring me back to it personally. And then I'm surprised the second time I watch it. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Ryan? No, I agree, and I think uh, more in an overall or generic or general, I should say, like thought about what you're saying, Robbie. Is I think whether it's movies, music, art. Like whatever creative medium the the artists and in this case the Cohen brothers are creating something in, um, I don't I don't like not all things are palatable for all people, um, but there's definitely like think about an album that the first time you listened to it you were like eh, but then the second or third time you're like all right I get it like this is this is good. But I totally agree with you, Robbie, where you're saying, like, why why would I spend two hours watching this movie 
that I didn't really enjoy. Like that seems like a waste of time. So like I get it from kind of both perspectives where it's like, you know, sometimes to appreciate certain art, you have to like ingest it a number of times. But I would I wouldn't fault you for not trying. And, you know, not everything, you know, not everything is for everyone. Um, but that I mean, that's a great question. I don't really have like a great answer for it. That's just kind of my thoughts is um and I, I'm trying. I was trying to think, like, what did I think of this movie when I first watched it? I, I was probably high, so I probably liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the characters. But that's yeah. what, that's what I think too. Like, there. I don't know if necessarily that was their thought making this movie. Like, oh, you're gonna have to watch it a couple times. Maybe I, I don't know how they think. I don't know. Yeah. But maybe you know, it, it's just you find something to latch on to, right? I guess, and and that's what makes you watch it again or you say oh you know what let me give that another chance um i'm hearing all these people talk about it i watched it once maybe you know maybe i missed something and then you go back and you like it again but you know you're totally within your right to say all right i saw it didn't really do it for me i'm not gonna watch it again yeah i think what helped me want to watch it multiple times but you know when we when i was younger was for, like a lot of other things where my friends saw it and people were like quoting thing like scenes from it or talking about scenes or whatever and that made me kind of like want to watch it again and then you know we just especially um a couple of us like really just loved it and we would quote it at each other and then there was a number of times we did uh, a thing where every time the dude has a white russian we had a white russian <laughs> and by the way it's nine white russians so you can Eesh. imagine how Jeez. rough that got <laughs> <laughs> that's not good for the old uh no digestive. the old uh, digestive track yeah i don't know if i ever made it to the full nine but oh, um yeah I, I, robbie you know what i don't really have a great answer i i wish i did but that was what my head went to is just like some art is made you know by the artist whether everyone appreciates it or not i think is is pretty I don't know, co commonly understood is like, not everyone's going to like this, whatever this is. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I'm definitely not faulting you for not wanting to watch it again. I, I, If I saw this for the first time now, I might be in the same boat as you. Like, I might be like, all right, like there was some funny parts, but eh, like the story was not great. So I get it. But anyway, so you guys give your scores. My score, speaking of nine white Russians, is I'm going to give the Big Lebowski a 9.0. Um, okay. I kind of struggled with this plum rating because similar to a couple other movies we've watched, like if you asked me this when I was, I don't know, 20 or whatever, I probably would have said a 10 because I loved it. I fucking loved this movie. Um, I watched it so many times fun fact one of the biggest fans of this movie big pappy fucking loves oh, it oh really <laughs> loves it and you know we'll t we'll talk about it like he, you know just random things here like the dude like just random quotes from it and stuff like that um but i definitely i don't know what's what happens but i definitely just i like it a little less maybe because i'm not drunk or high watching it i don't know 
<laughs> I wonder too, like, I, and I don't know what Coen Brothers movies I've seen besides No Country for Old Men. Um, I don't really know their filmography, but I'm kind of interested to watch more to kind of see where this fits in and like their style yeah. and like how they tell a story. And then I think maybe I'd have a little bit better appreciation for it. It's possible. Um, so that's something that I kind of want to take a look at too, because I, I think that would maybe give it some context. Like, is this their first movie? Is this somewhere in the middle? Is it, you know, mm, I, I don't know. Kind of so early middle, their move, first movie is blood simple. And then they did a couple other movies, raising Arizona, um, Hudsucker proxy, Barton Fink. And then I think this one, Oh no, Fargo maybe was before this i don't know but fargo probably should be the next coen brothers movies that we watch because that's uh, i mean i think you guys will definitely like that one but right. i don't know um all right um should we do favorite or least favorite characters first unless anyone has anything else no i'm gonna f- fucking murder this cricket though i killed two crickets <laughs> last night and they came back I don't hear it this time. Yeah, I don't hear it. That's good then, but Jesus, crow. (laughs) I I found one yesterday in my fucking living room. I almost burned the house down. (laughs) Yeah, I wish I had had like one of them DiCaprio uh, blowtorches in uh, Once Upon a Time. uh, Uh. Please. (laughs) I just fucking go to town. I'd I'd burn this whole apartment down. Yeah. Um. So, I, in honor of the crickets, let's do least favorite characters first because they're my least favorite animal right now. Oh, God, um, I hate them. Yeah. Um, does anyone want to go first? I can go first. All right, please. Uh, my least favorite character is uh, what's her name? Tara Reed. She stinks. She's always oh, stuck. Good choice. <laughs> She's never been good in anything she's ever been in. She's the worst. I don't know why she actually made money and uh as an actress because she's not good at all bunny lebowski you're the worst character uh worse than tiny lester we found somebody i hate more um wow. so tiny lester you're 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 off my mount much more of uh terrible actors because bonnie lebowski i mean they, i think they could again i'm not bashing anybody but you, you isn't there like screen tests? Isn't there like casting directors? <laughs> or it's like, you know, maybe Tara Reed's not really gonna gonna hit this one. You know, maybe she can't even sing along to the, to the Elvis Presley in the car driving. Like, wouldn't you want somebody that's kind of on key with that? Maybe that's what they didn't want. But you know, couldn't we get somebody that was driving and really was into Elvis instead of Bunny with the green toes? Um, I was disappointed that when they revealed that. She had all her ten toes. I was hoping that there was more missing <laughs> because I couldn't because I couldn't stand to see her on the screen. So, um, yeah, Bunny Lebowski. Um, there there could have been so many more. I would have took Paris Hilton if 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 she was popping back then. I mean, I'm sure she's a better actress than Tara Reid if, if we're gonna do that. So yeah, Bunny Lebowski. I mean, thank God I never have to watch you on 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 this film again because you were the worst. I'll go uh, next. Go ahead. It was hard, honestly. I thought everybody was casted so well, and that that includes her. Read for me, like, yeah, she sucks, but her character is supposed to suck, and so that's kind of where I'll go with my pick because it's somebody that was supposed to suck, and he did. But I enjoy the character, but fuck him, and that's the Big Lebowski. Um, he <laughs> was such a douche. 
just that whole, you know, the whole speech that he gives the dude. And that's where for me, like I really, you know, fully put my weight behind the dude and like started rooting for him was just the the dressing down that he got. And then it turns out that he's probably a bigger scumbag than the dude is a bigger bum. So fuck him. Good, good acting performance, but fuck you as a person. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I actually have uh, there's three people that I wanted to. I was going to see if any of you guys named them. Um, I'll give maybe the other two Ani mentions, but I'm going to go with little Larry Sellers. That fuck stonewalling uh, John Goodman um and uh <laughs> and jeff bridges just just not answering them at all i still want to know how his fucking homework got in the car um but that scene has led to the best dubbing of all time okay of any movie because what john goodman says or walter sobchak says is this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass <laughs> <laughs> what it's dubbed to on <laughs> subsequent viewings on non cable channels is this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is so stupid. It's so, so bad, dumb. but so good. I love it. Um, but yeah, fuck you, Larry. I don't know what your role was in the dude's car getting stolen, but I don't like you and I don't like you stonewalling my boys. Um, do you guys have any Ani matches? No, I really think that, like I said, I, I enjoyed everybody in their roles. I thought everybody played their role pretty well. Yeah, I mean, even Larry, like anybody, I agree with you. Like everyone, <laughs> yeah. even the assholes were good. Yeah. Um, like my Ani matches would be Jackie Treehorn. What a fucking scumbag. And, uh, <laughs> and the Malibu police chief throwing his coffee mug at, at, uh, at big, uh, the dude. That was so That's funny. Nice. Well, Stay out of my <laughs> My little beach town. Is that uh Benny as our chief California expert? Is that really what Malibu is like? Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that guy <laughs> roaming the streets many times. <laughs> Stay out of Malibu, Malibu, deadbeat. <laughs> All right. Well, who's um, your favorite, Ryan? Um, man, this this one's really hard because. There's two really good choices. Um, and there's a couple of also really good choices. I don't think I'm gonna steal Robbie's. I might steal Benny's, but I'm gonna just go. I think I'm gonna go all chalk and just say the dude, El Duderino. Yeah. Duder. <laughs> His dudeness, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Um so I I'll let you guys pick, but there's so many good characters in this film. Um, that's kind of why I went with with him. But just everything about him, the jellies are fucking a revelation. The fact that he's wearing jellies, <laughs> yeah, those are Jeff Bridges jellies. Really? Yeah. And all his clothes were gotten from local, you know, thrift stores. Um his his dress his general attitude him writing a check for 63 cents at ralph's for uh post not only was he writing a check for 60 something cents 
he was post dating it a year in the future. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like interweaving, you know, so many other things. And it's funny, like I said or the at the top, the all these people are just absolute idiots, just buffoons. And like, what do buffoons do? They parrot things. And when someone says something in a big Lebowski to to the dude. Not Big Lebowski to the dude. He just repeats it later on in the film. And (laughs) like half the time it doesn't like really fit. Like when he throws out the parlance of our times that he heard from. It doesn't really fit. You know? Yeah. Or when he says the dude abides at the end. It's like, what does he abide? Abide what? The stranger? (laughs) The dude. Um, And there's more, but I'll let you guys go. And then we can talk about kind of all the characters. I have a couple, so Robbie, why don't you go next? Because if you don't pick my person, I'll take it, but I'm pretty sure it's a steal if I go. So you can go ahead, Rob. Um Yes. Uh, my favorite character was Jesus Quintana. Okay. He was he, I mean, I'm not gonna take your character, Ben. I mean, I can take John Goodman. I think John Goodman was the best thing in this movie, but I'll save it for somebody who enjoyed this movie. So um yeah, I just thought when he burst onto the scene, I mean that fucking outfit was fantastic. That purple <laughs> outfit that he had on, him tongue kissing the uh, the bowling ball. I wanted more of him. I thought, I mean, but you know, I get it. What can you really do? He's just a bowler in the bowling league. But I was hoping that he would he would come in and join him. But even um, when he freaked out at him for a little bit for the first for like two minutes, yelling at uh, the dude and uh, and Walter, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I guess I could pick him. I mean, I should pick somebody else, but I'll I'll, I'll sweep around for Ani Menches. even though he's yeah. a pederast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he looks so good in that outfit. Um, I mean, the my favorite part maybe of the outfit was the fucking purple coke nail. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> I wanted so badly that final showdown for the bowl, you know, for the bowling league between yep. the two of them. That was the one thing I was missing from this movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're leaving chalk on the board for me, so I'm going to take it. And But I definitely have a couple on he mentions. But I'm going to go with John Goodman mm-hmm. as Walter Sobchak. He's just, dude, I, like, I can't say enough. Man. He, like, I fucking love Jeff Bridges in this movie, but, and I, I really didn't think that anybody could top it. But John Goodman is just off the rails the whole entire movie, just tying everything into Vietnam. Um, <laughs> I didn't even want to mention my favorite scene right now because I'm pretty sure it'll be on the board for me later. But to, even to the you know the point at the end of the movie where he's done all this stupid, stupid shit, and even when he takes out the ashes and it goes all over the dude, like <laughs> oh. and just his reaction and like brushing his beard off. <clears throat> He was so good, man. I could anything John Goodman is in, I'm going to give a chance. He's just, I don't know what it is about him. I guess he's just a fantastic actor, but I'm like drawn to whatever he does. I think he's great. Definitely got some kind of like magnetism or something. Yeah. yeah. The charisma. Yeah, he hosts like, uh, <laughs> I think he hosts like SNL, like maybe like 13 times, something like that. So he's really? definitely got the, com- the comedic chops. Oh. Yeah. Uh, he's good. I mean, <clears throat> all great choices but like we said there's so many good characters uh robbie do you have any any matches yeah i mean philip seymour hoffman as uh who brand yeah, i thought he course. was I thought he was great in this movie uh every time i saw him on a scene i just 
I perked up because uh, he just he just brings it in every in every movie he's in, and I I just thought it was a a great performance, even when he did that when they first met Bunny Lebowski, <laughs> and he's asking to blow the blow it blow on her. Uh, <laughs> To blow on her toes, and then she talking about she's gonna give him fellatio, and the way he starts laughing, and his nose is, is just flaring out every time he laughs. I was tired of laughing at that. <laughs> he's so good, man. I mean, Grant I, wants I, to watch. He's got to give me a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I got to give my honey mention to, to the god to go rest in power to the king, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. My honey mench is got to be, and it was she was going to be my favorite character for Robbie took John Goodman. Um, but Julianne uh, Moore as Maud, like, of course, there's there's to me, there's something about and it's when I was telling you guys, I was watching a little bit of the pick of destiny the other day. There's something to me when like a very serious actor goes all in on a fucking stupid movie in a stupid role and just like is all in that just I love that. So her in this movie is just so good. The accent the calisthenics when she's trying to get pregnant it's just everything like she was all in and i appreciated that about her and you know she was like i said it was shocking to me when you know like i said i saw the name but until you see the person on the screen and the situation they're in uh it didn't really click but you know i, I loved her in this movie i thought she was great yeah strong agree she was awesome i was gonna throw her out if uh if no one else did um but yeah just because even She's such a like she's a straight character, meaning she's not like supposed to be funny. But like a lot of the things she says are funny to me, like when she's like, I'll give you a hundred thousand clams or <laughs> yeah, whatever bones. you call it, which can buy <laughs> any number of rugs that don't have sentimental value to me. <laughs> yeah. She's just so good. And that's what like when I was mentioning before, like some of the things that aren't funny on first viewing get funny like after you watch it a couple times those are the types of things that i'm talking about where it's just like like uh i can't think of his fucking name but when he first meets maud and that fucking guy is sitting in the chair just laughing (laughs) when i first i remember first watching that i'm like shut the fuck up i fucking hate that guy but now every time i watch it it just cracks me up that he's just fucking laughing and the dude is just like who the fuck is it's <laughs> just a sycophant sitting there yeah. <laughs> oh my god um i mean a couple on mentions for me i mean um all the <laughs> all the nihilists uh <laughs> yeah you know, uli and flea and and fucking amy man uh who lost the toe um and just just the stuff they said is so cracks me up. So I fuck your ass. I fuck <laughs> your ass and like give us the money, Lebowski. <laughs> just the way they say things and how the they're so just bumbling idiots. Um is just so funny. Them and the fucking tree horns thugs were hilarious too. Um and all those scenes just w- like talking about it again now, I'm just like, man, it's so fucking good. Maybe I should give it higher than a nine, <laughs> but I'm gonna stick at nine because I'm a man of integrity. Um, trying to think, of any other characters that I really love? Donnie, of course, Steve Buscemi. You know, he's a mo- kind of a minor character, but his his character is fantastic. Like, I think you mentioned it earlier, Benny. The the way that they interact a lot of, especially when it's the three of them together, 
is how and you don't see this in movies often but it's how actual like a group of people would talk where maybe two people are dominating the conversation and a third person comes in and like tries to and then you know walter the just, what the fuck up donnie <laughs> i'm the walrus. walrus i'm the walrus, walrus. yeah <laughs> stuff like that like it, you know clearly he's not the dominant uh force in the group but yeah he's trying to like you know be in with them and then of course sad to see him go at the end but i don't know if you noticed he bowled a strike every single time until just before he died he bowl, he did not bowl a strike it's a little foreshadowing there. yeah um, for me for me my other monument was in line with yours ryan but it is uli the, <laughs> because he's a he's a seinfeld alum and I don't know, man, just something about him and his presence just makes me laugh. It's funny. And I, yeah. yeah. And I was so you know, so happy to see him in this movie. Uh, so, yeah, great. Great for me. I want to get that album by Autobahn. <laughs> Euro trash. Yep. Euro pop trash. Yeah. Clearly, clearly a, a um, not a joke, but like they're they're kind of honoring, I guess, craft work. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but they're like a fairly yeah. famous like euro pop techno band or whatever um but yeah i i don't know if the, if we missed any characters but so many good ones even fucking jesus's like little counterpart just makes me laugh like just standing <laughs> there <laughs> everybody the fucking landlord oh uh, god i was gonna bring him up my least favorite characters he's uh, such so a... funny what a dork <laughs> but so funny this fucking interpretive dance, and then that whole scene cracks me up. The it's near the In and Out Burger, couple beers, few laughs, some burgers. <laughs> All right, I'll it's stop. Fun. I'll stop. Um, should we do favorite scene or least favorite? Let's go least favorite. Oh, all right. Does anyone want to go first? Why don't you go first? All right. Uh, my least favorite scene, I think, and I, I, I hope I'm not. No, you know what? I don't want to pick that one. I'm gonna change my mind. My least favorite scene. Fuck no! I like that scene too. <laughs> Damn it. Uh. All right. I'll go to the original, and I'm sorry if I'm stealing anyone, but basically, is Bunny driving in the car because, like Robbie said. I understand that they probably did that on purpose, that she's an idiot. But what pisses me off so much every time I watch it is that she doesn't snap to the beat. It just <laughs> makes enrages me that that is happening. Um, again, I'm sure like Robbie, you said like some of these directors, like, do they do they notice like, is this on purpose? Like, do you know? I forget what the last one we we're talking about. It's like maybe Steven Spielberg. Like, like, did you you cast this person and you let them do this in your movie, and you didn't? Is this purpose purposeful? I don't know, but I feel like that's got to be on purpose. It has like to just be. to just to make you hate her so much. I guess I yeah I don't know, but that that's the snapping specifically just makes me lose it every time. Go ahead, Robbie. I want you to I want you to go in on somebody or something. Right oh now. man. It's it's going to be that scene as well. I don't right. I don't have any other because because that was just so so annoying to me. Um, how she wasn't on beat with the song the entire time she was driving. I want I wanted to shove my my skull 
through the television <laughs> and because it just I don't know like I said I just there's there's so many actors that that could have played this part and I get what they're trying to do but there's so many good actresses that could play that part and be that type of person that you don't need Tara Reid to come in there and shit all over the scene. I don't know. I just hated the scene. I was like, what is she doing? I'm like this. I'm like, I don't know. It's everything I've seen from Tara Reid. I just, she's just not a good actress. And I wanted somebody better to play that part and could have played, you know, bumbling idiot better than her. I just think she was being herself. I think she was playing Tara Reid. Playing it straight. Bass. Yeah, I think she was playing it straight. <laughs> yeah, probably. She thought she was the main character of the movie. Yeah. The, 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 the snapping off beat and the singing <laughs> off beat really drove oh. me insane. So that's my least favorite move, uh, you know, part of this movie. I don't get uh, it. These Coen brothers, everyone, all these smart directors, like we were saying, Steven Spielberg, all these smart directors, all these cast, like, I don't know. I don't, maybe nobody came out for the part and it was just maybe somebody knew Tara Reed and they just wanted to give her a handout. I don't know. I think that's that probably happens more often in Hollywood than we realize like, you know, someone owes someone a favor or, you know, maybe that was the best take out of a hundred and they were just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Let's go. Yeah. Um, Ryan, so- uh, Robbie, would you rather have Tara Reed in that scene or Kate Hudson? Oh, hundred percent. Kate Hudson. Would you rather have Tara Reed or tiny Lister? No, oh, give me tiny Lister. Yeah, because I he 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 would definitely be able to snap and sing on on, on beat. Yeah, this person. I was hoping when I I saw the car wreck that I would see Tara Reed and then her head thirty <laughs> yards away. <laughs> um, supposedly Charlize Theron was in line to, well, not in line, but was heavily considered to be that. I mean, that would have been a, a fucking amazing. I would I would have gave this movie an eight point two. Yeah. And she, I mean, we know she can play a dumb character. Benny, I know you saw Arrested. Yeah, Mr. F. Mr. F. <laughs> uh, for me, my least favorite scene, I'm going to go with the second dream sequence. Uh, okay. It's just a little too long for me. I would, you know, by the time that rolled around in the movie, I was like, not necessarily over it, but I was just like kind of waiting for the end of the movie to come through. So if it was maybe a little bit shorter, I would have been okay with it, but it was very long and not a lot in it for me like i i get it but not really like it was just a little all over the place as opposed to the first dream sequence which i thought was was fucking funny i don't know it was just it just hit better for me so yeah i go with the second dream sequence is my least favorite scene yeah i feel like i'm trying to think now other than maybe i don't know if you guys have ever watched twin peaks but other than that I can't think of many dream sequences in movies that are often like really good. Like, I feel like they're always like super abstract, which I mean, I get it's a dream, but like, I don't know. I feel like they always like often don't fit in the movie properly. Now, I like these two dream sequences, but generally eh, I'm not a big fan of a dream sequence. It's it's not a dream sequence. (laughs) Sorry, Robbie. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll remember this time. <laughs> it's, it, it's not a dream sequence, but one that works for me, which is kind of like a dream sequence, is in the pick of destiny. And hopefully we get to that. So you All guys right. know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Robin. Uh, my, like you said, Ryan, like even the Sopranos, there was a uh, a, yep. a dream sequence that I like I don't even know how many episodes it was, 
but I remember even in the moment just hating it. Mm -hmm. I thought that was like the low light of the uh, the series. I just it just I don't know. It just didn't didn't bring any value to the to the series or the the season or the episode. I, I just I just wound up being angrier. Not angry, but I just I want to like in the moment being like this does not fit anything, and I don't like this, right? And like I think the main reason why I did actually like, especially the second dream sequence, even though you didn't love it, Benny, was everything in it was from previous things. Like yeah. even like the floor, um, you know, was was from a previous scene, or just like, um, his costume was from fucking log jamming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the expert to fix the cable. Yeah, I, I won't tell you with how the story goes from here. He fixes the cable. He fixes the cable. Yeah, what a lie. <laughs> what a fantastic. That one. was funny. That yeah. was funny. Um, allegedly the the women that were the like had the pin decorations on them, uh, purposefully added a lot of unnecessary pubic hair under. So that way, really? when uh, Jeff Bridges was going under, it was just like fucking crazy bushes. <laughs> That's funny. That is pretty funny. Uh, um, so any any other least favorite scenes? No, for me, like like I said, everything kind of hit. It was it was you know worth the time. Uh, even log jamming. Loved log jamming. I was Loved looking it up it. on Google after. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to see how we fixed the cable. I know, right? Did they get to watch the big game? Who knows? <laughs> Tune into Log Jamming too. Find out. Um. All right. So let's do favorite scene. Who uh, who just went last? Me. Oh, go ahead. I'll go with. Uh, there's a few that I can go with between these characters, but I'll go with the the scene at the uh the diner when. Uh, the the dude and Walter are sitting at the counter, yeah. and just how dug in Walter gets about like being able to say whatever he wants and talking about the Supreme Court, and the dude just leaving, and then uh, Walter's just sitting there drinking the coffee. He's like, I'm "Just gonna finish my coffee," and I'm like, no coffee. one gives a fuck. Everyone's like, "Okay, dude, like drink your fucking coffee." Uh, and it just reminds me of like how some people are now with like they get so dug in on something and make it such a fucking big deal. And everyone else around him is just trying to get through the rest of their day and like yeah. doesn't want to deal with it. Um, but just the, the like I said, man, there's so many scenes between the two of them or the three of them that I probably could have picked here. But for some reason, that one just had me LOL and I was loving it. So I'll go with that one just so I can give uh Walter some love on him trying to you know especially when he's like you know the Supreme Court decided that the you know and <laughs> the dude just like this isn't an issue of freedom of speech man yeah. <laughs> so I, just, I just love that scene Robin yeah I'm gonna have to go with um the when they're at the the uh I guess the funeral home that scene <laughs> towards the end I thought that was really, I thought that was really funny um I don't know what Walter says. Just or maybe because we're bereaved duty. doesn't mean we're sad. <laughs> <laughs> and then like you know, can we can we just borrow? You know, can we just rent the urn and like bring it back? And then uh, and then you see them go out with the Maxwell House coffee can, and then like you said, Walter just making it about Vietnam and the dudes like just freaking out about 
and screaming at him while he's got fucking Donnie's ashes in his face. <laughs> I thought that was so funny too, because he's, you know, <laughs> dropping the ashes and they're just flying in the dude's face and the dude is just sitting there and just taking it and does it. like he doesn't care that the ashes are in his face he cares more that Walter sh- wouldn't shut the fuck up about Vietnam and making it about himself so uh, I had a lot of uh, a lot of LOLs in that scene I thought it was a great scene that was a funny scene it is our most affordable receptacle <laughs> <laughs> you gonna is put this on credit <laughs> um I picking a favorite scene here is really difficult. Um, there's so many. And, I, you know, again, it's like some of the other movies we've reviewed where it's just like we could just talk about like scene by scene, like and how much, you know, we either love or hate that specific scene. But I think. I think I'm going to go with the scene where the dude is in his bath with all the candles <laughs> and he's got the little roach that he's puffing on and the the cop calls and he's like we found your car and he's just like out!" Ah, <laughs> and he's so fucking happy and he's so happy and then fucking autobahn shows up with the fucking otter or no a ferret marmot a marmot, oh, a marmot. yeah he's gonna talk to mine but it just like from like the highest of highs to the lowest of lowest <laughs> shout out richie like just Throws the fucking ferret in and telling him that we're, go- we're going to cut off your Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> and then the scene right after is so funny because they're at the bowling alley. And and, and the, oh, I think Walter says like, or one of them says something about that can't be legal to have the fucking marmot. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things, and he, yeah, he's like, oh, uh, what do you say? I'm not the fucking uh, range I'm not, park, what are you, a park ranger now. <laughs> so funny, but oh, I mean, man. to be honest, like Ani mentions out the fucking ass. Like even that scene reminds me of the first scene where the uh, Jackie Treehorn's thugs piss on his rug, and he's just like, "Fucking married? Do I have a ring?" The toilet seats <laughs> up like so many good lines. The golfer. Um, oh, I want to ask you about a scene because it is clearly a meme slash popular gif. Um, Walter with the gun and he says, they won't care about the fucking rules. <laughs> did you know that? Did you pick that out, Benny? Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, obviously, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. Like oh, so good. just so many like things where you have the full context for now. Yeah. Um, I think one of my Ani mentions, though, I don't know if it's the first bowling scene or maybe it's the second, but I think it's the first is when the dude's telling the story and he calls the guy the Chinaman. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. that is not Donnie, the preferred nomenclature. Yeah, Donnie's like feeding into it for a little bit, but then he's like, and by the way, I don't think uh, Chinaman is the preferred nomenclature. We call them uh, Asian, Asian Americans or whatever. And uh, it's just so fucking good. Like What's I said, funny the, is then after he says that, he calls him that again. Uh, yeah. Walter does. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like yeah. he says that, but then he doesn't care. <laughs> Robbie, any Ani mentions for you? Oh uh, yeah, the end credits when the movie was over. Uh <laughs> that was my favorite scene. No, uh when the, the when he's pointing the gun at him and he's and he's like uh like then does anybody follow the rules and he goes, It's a league game, Smokey. And he's <laughs> fucking that was Am I wrong? And then when, when Am I wrong? Yeah. 
and then when Jesus shows up on the scene, he's like, "Are you ready to be fucked, man?" I thought that was fucking funny. Uh, what else? Um, when they go to like we said, when they go to Larry's house, that was fucking yep. hilarious. What they got the dad in that cryo. Who knows what he's the in? The Iron he's like, Lung. He's like, "You're killing your father, man." <laughs> I thought that was funny. I mean, Walter was Walter just killed it in. Uh, in every scene, and when the cops the cops go to the dude's apartment, I thought that was funny. That one white cop was so fucking stupid and dumb. That yeah. was that was Ooh, definitely separate incidents. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that solves that one. Yeah, right. I have your rug. <laughs> oh my god. Um the the scene, it's not as funny, but then it becomes funny. Is when um when the dude goes over and sees the big Lebowski, and it's just like. And it's funny because by the end you realize how Big Lebowski's a fucking bum too. Maud's the one who has all controlling all the money, but like the first scene, he's like such a fucking smug prick to the to. Yes, yes, you told Brent. How does this fit into me? Like, <laughs> yeah. what do you want me to do? Do I have to every time some miscreant desecrates a rug, I gotta pay for it? <laughs> um, and then Bunny gets kidnapped, quote unquote, and he's hanging out by the fire. Grown men also cry <laughs> you mind if i do a jay yeah. yeah and then and then the last one walter goes in and throws him off stay away from me mister <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and how walter always like i don't know how many times he says it but he's like i didn't see men dying in the muck, the muck. <laughs> deal with this shit. <laughs> face down in the muck face down in the muck i think um I read something that the there was intent to make it that Walter actually never went to Vietnam. Like this was all like stolen valor. <laughs> I could love. Oh man, I could so see that. It would be such a great. I love to. Um, damn, I, I can't believe you forgot this. But the whole when they go to drop off the money, just the conversation oh. in the car <laughs> and with the phone. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, just calm down. He's gonna call back. And he calls back in a second. It just yeah. it's the dynamic between the two of them, man, is just unmatched. It was so fucking good. So he rolls out of the fucking car. <laughs> he's got an <laughs> Uzi. <gun. laughs> oh my god. Uh so fucking funny. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any spe- other specific ones I want to call out. I just it's really, really, really short. But when he's listening to Credence in the um, out my back door and he's banging on the roof, and then he's <laughs> got his fucking J and he's got a beer and he's just fucking loving life. And that's his that's the fucking dude, man. Like I said, at the end and he's just fucking pumped because no one's hassling him. He yeah, his friend died, but he's bowling and he just can do whatever the fuck he wants right now. And I mean, Anything with the sh- anything with Sam Elliott too. We didn't mention him once yet, but his voice, I, I love that voice. The, I, I I love a man who enjoys a good sarsaparilla. That's what Sioux City sarsaparilla. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> you have to cuss so much. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck are you talking about, man? Yeah. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. I mean, again, like we could call out every scene. There's no need to. Um. I really, I, I really, really, really love this movie. I gave it a nine and I didn't go higher because I think like some of the movies that I like more 
that are rated better might not be funnier to me, but are better movies like Pulp Fiction. There will be blood, Shawshank, stuff like that. But I really, really love this movie. It's probably a movie that I'll I'll watch numerous times. Like I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum of from Robbie. Robbie will never watch it again. I'll watch it several times (laughs) at least. Yeah, I feel like I'll watch it like once or twice more. And it's, you know, I get that the story is not like great, but it's not supposed to be because it is a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah, just that's the like, point. But I the, get it not liking it. They're all idiots. Even big, the Big Lebowski is a fucking oh, idiot. They're idiot. all fucking stupid. And they're all just like slapsticking their way through this failed kidnapping slash embezzlement plot that at the end of the day, like I said, it's just. What was it all for? It was fucking nothing. It was just this blip in all their lives, but yep. you know, just extremely quotable. And you know, those moments were were like I said, what would bring me back to it is just all that that stupid shit that they all said to each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Um is there anything you guys could think of to make it better? Um, does anyone want to go first? Robbie. I don't fix have anything. Movie. I don't fix have anything to fix a movie. Uh, me not watching it would have been something that I could fix. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. I'm a, I, I, I like a story that's 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 neat. Um, and this wasn't neat to me. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't laugh a lot. I really didn't. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything. I really don't. I don't. I'm sorry. Okay. Do you think if it was like a little shorter and the story was a little more fleshed out or concise, that might have helped? Maybe. Yeah, it definitely, definitely could have been a little shorter. There, there there's a, a lot of scenes that that could have been cut from me. I, I just didn't. I don't know. I just didn't think that there was a lot of scenes that needed to be in this movie. Um. I, I don't know. Like the hallucination scene we I could have done without. I get mm-hmm. it, but I mean, what was yeah. the point of that? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It just just isn't it wasn't my bag, baby. That's fine. Understood. Um Benny? For me, yeah, just a little bit shorter. It didn't I don't feel like it needed to be two hours. I, I don't know what I would cut. And I hate that that's like always my go to answer when it comes to how would I make this movie better? Right. Um, because there's not anybody I would have casted differently. There's the story, like I said, but you know, I, I almost appreciate how fucking stupid the story is and it's, <laughs> and it's not taking itself seriously. And it's just like a bunch of idiots bumbling their way through this movie. But I just, maybe it was, you know, it was a long weekend for me and I watched it at the end of the night on, on Sunday. So maybe I was just getting a little tired, but I, I wished it was a little bit long, shorter. Um, I don't really have anything. Maybe, maybe recast Tara Reed. That's all I can think of. Like, again, I, I totally, um, understand what you guys are saying, uh, especially Robbie, but like, I personally love it. So I wouldn't really do much other than, yeah, maybe just recast Tara Reed. Um, maybe we could recast Tara Reed with a young, strong matt damon <laughs> so let's play the game who do i think i, I want you fucking cocksuckers? 
<laughs> uh, do you want to go go first, Ryan? Okay. Um, shit. Uh, I would cast a young, not preteen, not dancing machine, but young virile Matt Damon as. Oh my god. Tarried, fuck it, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> and she could offer to suck the dude's dick for a thousand dollars, but it would be Matt Damon. Imagine that. Imagine oh it Matt Damon as Bunny Lebowski. Oh man, I, now that I'm saying it, I love it. I, I need a prequel, I need a sequel, I need a trilogy. <laughs> give me all of it. Give me uh, give me log jamming with Matt Damon instead of Tara Reed. I, I would watch the shit out of that movie. Give me a not so young, oh, an informant, heavier Matt Damon as the big Lebowski. Wow. Because I think he would have crushed that role. Uh just being a, an evil prick. We've seen him do it in so many movies. I think that would have got Robbie's interest level in this movie up. I think it would have gotten this this movie Oscar buzz. I think it would have been <laughs> a perfect launching point uh post. Goodwill hunting for Matt Damon. So yeah, give me Matt Damon as the big Lebowski. All right. Well, I mean, Ryan, you stole mine, but so I'm I'm still gonna I'm still gonna go with it because I don't do nothing else. That's fair. So give me give me a young, uh, lean, mean, six pack, oiled up, oh man, uh, way past his teenage years, (laughs) mid twenties, Matt Damon as um honey Lebowski. As uh, the the young strapping stud muffin that goes on his kidnapping plot and uh, replaces Tara Reed to shoot her off all the way to Pluto, which is not even a planet anymore. Just get her out of my screen and just <laughs> replace her and have him be the one as a love interest and trying to, you know, maybe suck off everybody for a couple of bucks. I mean, I would have been definitely more engaged. If we had uh, Matt Damon replace Tara Reed, so yeah, give me give me uh, Matt Damon as the uh, counterpart to Tara Reed's character in this movie. Fair. I mean, just thinking about him all oiled up on that lounge chair. Oh my God! Please, they're like, they're like talented Esther Ripley all over again. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything else? that you guys want to say about this film. I I do. I do think I want to watch it again, if not just for, for the laughs, but like, you know, you know, I mentioned earlier, but it's, I enjoyed talking about it and to get someone's opinion that, that really did like it and not just have kind of like, Oh, you got to watch through that movie. Like, how have you not seen it? So it was cool talking about it to someone that liked it. And it was nice to get someone's, viewpoint of someone that didn't like it because i honestly kind of thought i was going to land on the side of robbie and be like this is overhyped i don't get it it's you know people being tryhards trying to make something out of a movie that's not that great but i I enjoyed it i enjoyed it and i and i liked getting both sides of the conversation i wonder if there's like uh, science isn't the word but like research into if there's any connective tissue between like cult classics like is there some kind of common denominator that makes them 
popular in like an underground way or like popular with a niche market or whatever because i i mean i i love this movie so i kind of understand the people that also love it but like and and the thing that pisses me let me, real quick a little rant the thing that pisses me off about movies like this that are cult classics is people are like fucking gatekeepers about it and like dicks where they're like like Robbie, if you told a certain person that you were like, I didn't really like it, wasn't my thing, they'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? It's perfect. It's the best movie ever and this and that. And you're just like, dude, fucking chill out. Like, I'm not attacking you personally. I just said I don't like this movie that you think is great. I yeah, whatever. Kind of going all over the place. But again, I'm going to do some research. I want to see if there's been any theorizing as to why what makes a cult classic like why does that happen why do certain movies get that um you know following that fan base and why do some not like is it because they're truly shitty or i I don't know i don't know too artsy maybe it's i I have no idea i'm gonna do some research i'll report back next week i feel like to me it's kind of like what i said early on in the podcast where to me, the at least the cult classics that I can think of is like there's kind of like a cult of personality around one character. Uh-huh. Like I, I think of um, Mallrats with Brody, right. uh-huh. where like, like you know, if you think Brody's cool, like then that's the coolest movie you've ever seen. Or you know, right. the dude hitting with so many people. So to me, it might have something to do with that, where like there being this one character that everybody kind of gravitates towards. And it's it, sorry to keep going, but. I feel like too, maybe I just haven't heard people talk about this movie enough, but all I know from this movie is the dude. And I'm surprised with how much you don't hear about Walter. Walter. Yeah. yeah. Because he's the, like you said, he's the cult of personality that people yeah. gravitate around towards. Like when they have these like um, uh, fan fests or like cons or whatever, everyone shows up in a bathrobe and fucking jellies and, you know, whatever, <laughs> because everyone loves the dude but yeah i mean walter is just as he's not the star but he's maybe better as a character i don't know he he's a, to, to me just a scene stealer right like we you know where the dude is the center of every scene that he's in and steals it from everybody else right like somehow walter ends up stealing the scene from him so it's just he's just so great robbie any thoughts on cult classics and such it's more along the lines of uh, um, like music acts for me, as far as cult classics. Like, I know people were like, oh, you have to listen to like Joy Division. Oh, Joy Division, Joy Division. So I listen to Joy Division. I'm like, these guys fucking stink. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my personal opinion. I, I just think I just think a lot of cult classic like albums people say you have to listen to. And I've always been like, eh, I, I don't get the appeal. Right. So I'd love to, I don't know if, it, like you said, I, I feel like, like you said, Ron, I feel like 95% of the people that like these cult classic movies want to think that they're smarter than everybody. And then if you like have an opi- opinion about it, they shit on you because they don't like what they like. Right. Whereas like, that's okay. But I fear, I, I feel like it's more along the lines of me with cult classic stuff with, with like albums and, and groups. I think, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. I'd love to have a fucking, two hour conversation about that stuff but yeah yeah i don't i don't 
I don't even know like what other cult classic movies are out there that I've seen. I don't know. I agree. I think I also think there's something to be said too about like the dy- the personal or social dynamics of that person's group of friends or like did I discover this movie or album on my own? Did someone tell me to watch it cuz it's amazing and then were my expectations really high or are they low going in or like whatever? I don't know. There's so many factors that could make you like or not like something, whatever that something is, whether it's Big Lebowski or Joy Division. I don't know. To me, what I'm really like happy about that I've been able to do so far with the movies that we watch is I hate when things get like not praised, but when when the hype gets so big where you're like, how could it be that good? Right. It can't be that good. And, you know, I'll put off watching something for a long time, but I, I'm glad that we're getting around to a lot of those movies. And I'm glad that I'm able to kind of put that out of my head and just kind of try to take it for what it is. Okay. Um, any other thoughts on this movie or otherwise? I'll do it for me. I don't think so. No. Yeah. I just want to say one last time how much I love this movie. <laughs> I I really thought about get making a white Russian and having it on the show, but I forgot. Um, uh. And shout shout out to my boy Jimmy. He uh, him and I used to do that. That was the the one we would have white Russians and watch Big Lebowski with. So, did you make it with the proper amount of half and half, or did you just do the dash like he did? Uh, I I didn't do half and half. I would do. Um, like milk or something like half and half is way too much for me. I would fucking I would shit myself if I drank that much <laughs> half and half. I've never had a white Russian before. Oh, it's I'll make you on. It's fucking delicious. Thank you. You're welcome. Um. All right. Well, if that's if there's no other thoughts, um, thank you so much for listening. Um, let us know if we missed anything. Um, or. Any thoughts on Big Lebowski or any of the other movies that we've watched or any movies you'd like us to watch? Yeah, give us, us some, yeah. give us some uh, recommendations. Yeah. Do we, um, yeah, we need probably some recommendations. I think fairly soon we'll do some spooky season. It's, it, as they say, tis the season. Um, but yeah, let us know. Recommendations, thoughts, praise, hate, whatever. We'll take it all ltbwpodcast at gmail.com it's in the show notes I can't make it easier people but thank you we love you Robbie tell him good night good night to Walt's dirty underwears (laughs) (laughs) don't find a stranger in the Alps please sometimes you eat the bear sometimes the bear eats you (laughs) good night